0: three of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. Today you'll be hearing myself, Nick Shields, and Ruben Barrick, co-founders of Shieldless Mag. And we are talking to our good friend, Brian Phillips. Brian is an independent punk musician from San Diego. Brian will discuss with us how the coronavirus quarantine will affect independent musicians, how it'll impact their gigs and tours and venues. Then we discuss some general skate topics like the slam challenge, skating alone, and selfie filming. And then Brian closes this out by telling us how you can support independent musicians in a time of a global pandemic. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to share this if you enjoy. And cheers. This call call is now being being (laughs) recorded. Like
1: That's some crazy.
2: Black,
1: some like black bear shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely I, it is. I wonder if I should leave that in <laughs> the audio. Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> all right. Um all right, I'm gonna get us started here. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> Alright.
1: <laughs> Don't jump, <joke>, Nick. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'm the editor, so I can do whatever I want. Uh, Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. Here we go. Welcome back to episode three of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. With us today, my name is Nick Shields. I'm the co-founder of Shieldless Magazine. Today, we've got the other co-founder of Shieldless Mag, Ruben Barrick. Say hi, Ruben. What's up, y'all? Back at it again. (laughs) And our guest today is Mr. Brian Phillips. Say what up, Brian?
3: Hey guys, how you, hey guys, how you
2: doing? Hey, they can't talk back to you, Brian.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I met you, but also America. <laughs>
2: oh, okay, that makes sense. Hello,
3: the news.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, All Brian. Fun. Brian is in a, a punk band in San Diego called All Beat Up and uh, runs a, a collective recording studio, You would, I don't know, is that what you would call it, called Goal Achiever?
3: I've never really known what... It's definitely a recording studio. Um, collective is a weird word because it's only me, but... Oh, okay.
2: uh, it's collectively yours you studio. Know,
3: <laughs> it is collectively mine. Um, it's, I guess, because, like, at least up until recently and I mean I guess we can this is kind of already diving in but like I was kind of recording out of my house for very cheap or for free just while I was learning the craft and also just to give some working class musicians a leg up you know like like I kind of have needed in the past but I I recently I'm starting to now and I'm not sure what this is going to look like. I'm not sure how it's gonna develop, but um I've recently uh, started working out of Sunsec Studios um with Alex Jacobelli, So and he's oh, yeah. been putting out killer punk and metal records for a long time. And he's a really solid dude and he's kind of uh I think last time like we talked at least about my stuff, he's like the second in uh what I hope will be many teachers when it comes to helping me make good rock and roll records. Um, because, uh, first it was Deb Reeves who kind of showed me the, the foundations of it in my home studio. And now that I'm in Sunsick, uh, with Alex, uh, he's really showing me, he's really sharpening my ax, uh, Mm -hmm. so to speak when it comes to making a good punk record and basically, you know, a good, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how often he's got another studio partner. I've got like a couple appointments on the books, uh, for down the road right now, uh, we're recording like an all beat up like, a little two-song 2020 thing. And I'm not sure what we're going to use that for. I'm not sure when or how we're going to release it, but it's basically just uh, something for me to get my hands on without risking some other band's art, music, money, or neck so that I can start really getting my my feet wet in his studio space and get used to all of the uh, pretty robust amount of, you know, equipment, at least in comparison to my home studio. So I'm kind of doing that right now, and then... I've got a couple bands down the pike where I'm going to start kind of recording out of that studio. Um, but it's like, I don't think I'm like a partner at Sunsick or anything like, or I'm not like, but I'm working, I don't know. We haven't really worked out what it actually is, but, you know, like by way of titles or, yeah, and also he's involved. like a punk yeah, I'm involved. He's also like a punk rock dude. He doesn't do like titles and shit. Like it's, he's just like you. You, I think this would be beneficial for you and beneficial for me because the more appointments in the studio, the the better. You know, the longer the lights stay on. So come on down, and learn some stuff, and make some rock and roll. So yeah, I don't really know what it is, but it's it's fun. Is what it is, and I'm grateful for it. Um, so yeah, I'm not. So goal achiever is still. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna keep calling it goal achiever or if I'm just gonna be me, some bloke making rock records in the studio. I don't really know. I haven't figured all that out yet because, you know, COVID's making the world end, so I don't know. I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm not asking those questions right now.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. how
4: are you how are you holding up during this time, man? Uh, pretty good. I mean
3: I've been thinking a lot about this. Um mm-hmm. how I'm holding up I was talking with uh, my good friend Eric and also my girlfriend um just about kind of in a lot of ways, I kind of went through a little bit of a a little bit of a "woe is me phase, which I don't think is productive mm. or healthy at all, which I'm sure a lot of people are going through right now.
2: What do you mean by that
3: <laughs> so like specifically for all beat up, we've got a lot of um like we've been grinding for a long time um Mm -hmm. playing a lot of gigs trying to you know only pretty the last year or two the gigs started getting really good and then we got our second tour is basically all but booked and that's probably going to get canned it's in mid-may we haven't officially uh put the kibosh on it yet but it is likely to be and it was just Mm -hmm. it was you know All the – every major city between here and Oakland, which isn't that far, but you can really hit a lot of – you can hit – we were, like – it was, like, San Diego, TJ. We were playing in Rialto. We were talking to people in L.A. We had Oakland. We had San Francisco. We were talking to people in San Jose. Like, it was going to be a good tour, even though it was Mm -hmm. just, like, Bay and back. And that's probably going to be canceled. And then um, we got put on this festival in Denver um, called Fatal Mistake. And it's with bands that are, like, way out of our league <laughs> by way of, like, how good they are and how much of a draw they have and how, like, some of the best punk records in the last couple of years were all going to be in Denver at that festival. And I'm not sure, like, how we ended up getting booked on it, but we did. And it's, like, just some pretty good gets. And it all just kind of uh, fizzled out of my hands because of all this. Yeah. And uh, that really, really bummed me out because, you know, we're working really hard. but also, I don't know. I'm trying not to worry about it too much because I have a roof over my head and a lot of people are sick and a lot of people are dying and there's more important things to worry about. So I'm just, like, putting that to the side. But you can't not you can't not think about it, especially when you're working hard on, like, an artistic endeavor. I'm sure there's a lot of, like,
1: yeah. musicians
3: and artists types who right now are, like, feeling very similarly insofar as, on one hand, I'm super bummed at that – These things that are so important to me are now essentially deemed non-essential, but at the same time, that's for a reason. we got to stay isolated. we got to flatten the curve. We've got to make sure everyone's okay. We've got to make sure our medical system, which is horrifyingly broken, doesn't totally collapse under the weight of this, and that's honestly more important. It's like something to keep in mind, but I'm not not bummed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so it's been a weird balancing act of me being like oh this sucks and then also being like why don't you grow up you idiot like there's real (laughs) shit happening in the world right now and you have a job that lets you work from home thankfully so like why don't you just shut up and do your thing so yeah yeah.
2: well everybody is going to be affected by this in some degree you know and Unfortunately, it's really severe on one end and mildly like uh disruptive on the other, you know, so um right, I don't exactly. think it's wrong of you to be upset over something that may not be life threatening but was something that you're working hard for and I'm sure it's not just you I'm sure uh you have a lot of friends who are in bands that have had to cancel shows and know a lot of like uh people who run um venues that are like not making any money right now
4: mhm
3: yeah and i think uh, like especially like small like diy spaces and like or like small like local bars that host shows or even just local bars period which yeah. are places for people to gather like those are going to be all of your favorite places um, which are not like the Costco or the Applebee's of places, all of your favorite kinds of places. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you in general. If you like Applebee's and Costco, like live your life. But like, <laughs> those, those are the kinds,
1: <laughs>
3: those are the kinds and places of, of of things that are getting affected the most by all of this is like the mm-hmm. little guy, the you know the the artist dude, the like the local bar, the, the the you know, craft what have yous, you know makers. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what people do to have hobbies these days. Um but so <laughs> well, that's kind of <laughs>
1: <hobbies now. laughs> Dude, this so That trendy. is true.
3: That is true. There's a lot of every so, time to pick up a hobby. That's for sure. So you're
2: uh, uh independent artist right? Like you you guys don't have a label? backing you or anything besides like your own recording studios right correct
3: yeah nobody we don't have we're looking if anyone's listening um not that. <laughs> it's funny because i we're recording these two new all beat up songs just kind of as a way for me to get used to the new studio space like kind of working at least partially out of Suntec. um and i was wondering i was like should we put these two out right now should they be like a 2020 we're still here thing um not <laughs> or like uh should we you know sh- I think I'm going to shop them around to labels but now seems like a really weird time yeah to for a label because a, a lot of you know a lot of the coolest punk labels are really small DIY operations a lot of the labels that I would want to be on and like really respect for like the, you know, the curation of the bands they they decide to put out are like a really small operation. So for me to be like, Hey, here's my demo. You want to press some vinyl? they like, you, what, you think I can press vinyl right now? Like I'm walking <laughs> my <Right>. house. <laughs> so I don't know, but we're looking for one. If anyone's got
2: uh, cash. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, When I know uh, when like small independent bands like go on tour, uh, they're most. It's mostly just funded out of pocket. So, if if your tour by your if your tour gets canceled in May, does that um, are you losing out on money or saving money or is it kind of just a wash all in all?
3: It's it's kind of a flat because yeah. uh, our last tour we went further. We went all the way to Seattle from like the northernmost point we were at was Seattle and the southernmost point was Tijuana. And, um, we basically broke even on gas money, like all beat up paid for all the gas for the tour, but like me and Jeremy and D bought our own meals, you know, Mm -hmm. bought our own beer So it's, it's like. When you, especially when you're like a you know a DIY band doing your thing, yeah. you you, you kind of gotta you, you pinch your pennies, you save up, you cross your fingers, you, you hit the road. Especially if you don't have a label behind you, you, you kind of hit the road, accepting a loss, you know, because that that's not especially also if you're like a touring band that like is a punk band with DIY ethics or really any band with DIY ethics, that's you're not you're not really counting your pennies either. Mm-hmm. Um you just want to make enough money I mean and I'll speak for myself but depending some of my peers similarly I've talked to them where it's like I just want to like make enough money to not take a huge hit when we go on tour you know I want to make yeah. enough money in the band to pay for its own shirt printing You know, like that kind of shit. Like, not I'm not trying to like pocket, you know, fifty bucks a bar going up and down the West Coast. (laughs) I don't fucking, I don't care. I'd rather just like cook, yeah, cook food at home, drink cheap beer, and wait for May so that we can, you know, cut loose on tour. Yeah. So, (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be nice, but you know, (laughs) it's not really. That's not the goal per se. The the cold. and like meet new friends and see old friends you know yeah so but yeah so i'm not taking a lot it's kind of a flat it's like instead of taking a bunch of time off work i'm going to go ahead and work so yeah. i guess in a way i'll be taking money because like I'll, I'll i'm gonna let my assuming you know we're I'll, honestly it doesn't look good we're likely to cancel the tour and if and if that's the case i'll just tell my day job like hey i can work these two weeks that i said i couldn't so I guess in a way I'm making money by not going on tour, but I'm, I'm losing something more important to me. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. You guys, um, so for those who don't know, Brian and and Reuben work together and you're have a job that you're able to work from home right now. How, how has that been? Do you guys feel like, like stoked to do that? Or, you, um, is it like kind of weird that, you know, some of your friends are not working, but
4: you still
3: get to. Uh, Ruben, why don't you start? I've been yakking my ass off. <laughs> sure.
4: Yeah, I'll lead into it. Um, Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a, an adjustment working from home just because typically at work, like we have, you know, monitors that we work off and like standing desks, which is nice. Like we work for a great company that's able to provide that for us and make our workspace and environment like really easy to, be in and be a part of, um so just you know technical issues like trying to gain access from the server um working remotely was a little bit clunky to navigate through, especially when there's like different uh softwares and platforms that we're navigating through um while we're performing our day to day tasks um but ultimately, yeah, I mean I'm just i mean yeah, I'm first and foremost, I mean I'm just grateful to like be able to work during this time and you know have that not be an issue but yeah I mean you know there's times when even though I'm still working from the comforts of my own home and I'm you know that's all great I still wish I could be you know outside and hanging out with my friends and even if it is just socially distancing it's you know it's it's tough when you're still being uh kind of deprived of your daily routine and just like day-to-day interactions with people that you would normally have it's a weird thing to have stripped of what you would typically do so you know its it's been an adjustment for sure but i think that's why it's nice to do what we're doing right now it's just still checking in with everybody and reaching out in any way you can even if you can't kick it
3: physically as often as you'd like to i think that's uh you're right on the money ruben uh, when it comes to starting off by being thankful because there's a lot of reasons for you and I to be... And I'll just tell, like, it's not like... it doesn't, It's not like... We work for a law firm that does, like, civil cases, so we're doing... We're, like, suing cops and giant corrupt corporations, so, like, it is not only a good job because they take care of us, it is a good job because, like, you get to sleep at night being like, I fought the man today. <laughs> it's a fucking great... <laughs> it's a great fucking place to be, and it's a great way like talk about have your cake and eat it too because like you know before i got this job and dig ups to um gary locurto he is the guitarist of new crimes and um Shout he hooked out. me up with this job and i in turn hooked up ruben and without him me and Ruben would be like out of work bartenders and warehouse workers <laughs> right now. So, yeah. yeah. I so, feel that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, they, not only do they take, yeah. Thank you, Papa Gary. <laughs> like, not only do they, do they take care of us, but it's also like a good thing to spend your time doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so working from home, it is a grind. But again, kind of like when I was talking earlier about, oh, pardon my burp, I'm, walking around outside (laughs) drinking beer, so I'm, like, both winded (laughs) and burpee. This is probably not the best way to do an interview.
2: (laughs) 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 It's real, dude. Sorry, Sorry,
3: we're (laughs) skating. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I just know because, like, like, whenever I really get going, I just start pacing. I'm, like, I'm not just going to pace around the house talking loud on the phone. I'm taking a lap. (laughs) No one's out, (laughs) you know. Yeah, nobody's outside we can hear nobody's the outside TV it's just and iPhones, dude, it's insane It's just <laughs> the listening oh, experience so i can TV. hear all my like all, all all my like held in burps <laughs> I'm like oh, so uh civil rights <laughs> oh hold on here's here's a good take for you do you hear that hear that subsea guy did that come over the mic sure.
1: yeah
3: oh that's it good um what the (laughs) fuck were you talking about oh Oh, working from home like (laughs) i know like i was talking earlier about when i was trying to get myself unbummed on my punk rock situation because there's more important things at hand i'm also trying to get myself unbummed on the work from home situation not that i'm bummed but it's just uh whenever I have difficulty focusing and whenever it's tough to kind of transition into this work at home thing, which if you're not used to it, it is tough to get used to telecommuting when you're used to like a routine that involves leaving the house and being in a workspace designed for productivity and then going home to your relaxing at home space. But like just keeping in mind that like not everyone gets the privilege or opportunity to do this. And so I'm just trying to work. I'm kind of like working extra hard now because like, not only are we fighting the good fight, but I'm also fortunate enough to be paid to fight it. So that's kind of keeping my, it, it keeps my, you know, my shoes tied tight and my eyes straight. And also uh, because I, you know, record bands on in my free time, I'm kind of used to sitting in front of a screen and like jamming at something that other people might find monotonous, like listening to the same guitar lick 50 times in a row. So like the work from home transition wasn't too bad for me because I'm already kind of used to that kind of stuff with goal achiever.
2: Yeah, what's it are you have you been in the studio at all, or is that off limits right now too in this uh
3: state? Studio is a go, but just for me and Alex. Um yeah. Alex Jacobelli the, um he's one of the two guys that runs Sunsick. Mm-hmm. Um he also plays bass in New Crimes. Um it's just been me and him um in the studio together, working on the songs that me and Jeremy and Daryl recorded again, like we're not some circumstances like have been unfortunate in my recent life, in so far as like all beat up has found themselves uh houseless because of like a mold explosion um and it happened right before all this covid business, so that was definitely a shake up it was like you have to move out because there's mold all over your house. Also the whole world just found mold in their closet and it's called coronavirus. So like, not only are you, like, like not only are you looking for somewhere to live, but like the world's upside down. So like my, you know, ideally you just want to keep your circles as tight as possible and like not, you know, spread, but there are, you know, there are some weird circumstances for us right now. But that is to say that, like, it's just me and Alex in the studio, and I'm just learning how to do the studio. We're not, like, having – it's not like a bunch of bands are rolling in and out. We do have things slated for, like, later, later. Um, and I think that's more um, – hopefully by the time those appointments that come, like, down the pike are showing up, A, hopefully these musicians will be able to afford to – record the record, and B, mm-hmm. hopefully everything has chilled out enough to, uh, to, you know, facilitate making some rock and roll records in that beautiful studio. Especially because, like, Alex, you know, Sunsick is his thing. He, like, does sound at Soda Bar a couple times a week, which is now closed, and he makes rock and roll records. Like, that's all he does. So, like, for him to keep making money, he needs to keep making punk and metal records. So, hopefully as this chills out and everyone follows the rules and everyone socially distances, we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to keep, you know, making the tunes that you want to jam to, you know, cause it, it, it puts bread on, on his table. So, but yeah, for now it's just me and Alex because I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like kind of training, I guess you could say if training involves like drinking, like, Fourteen takates while he shows me how to use all of the fancy recording equipment. So like I don't know. <laughs> it
1: I'm could like be worse. That's for
3: sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad uh, not a bad way to spend a quarantine Saturday. <laughs>
4: yeah, not at all, man. Staying productive. Um, have you been able to focus on playing music as well during this time, aside from just learning all that equipment in the studio?
3: No. Um, me and the boys, well, me and the boy and the, they have not had, uh, my, my Vades, right. <laughs> it's like babies, but with they? Vades. Right. Um, That's Um, me right. and D and Jeremy, I mean to say, um, have not had time to really rehearse lately. I think we're going, we still have our, we have like a little practice space that we, um, that we rent out. So all of our musical gear is in there. And it's, like, under lock and key, we're the only ones who, like, can go in. Us and, like, another band, um, which I'm also in. But the guys in that other band are, like, not – they're, like, we're not rehearsing right now. But since me and Jeremy and Dee are living together, there's no reason why we can't rehearse together also, you know, into a little rehearsal studio that, like, we have the keys to that, like, other people can't come through. So I think – Soon we're going to be able to go get our rock and roll wiggles out, but these first couple weeks have been pretty gnarly. So yeah. it's, it, we haven't, not in a minute, not in a minute have we rehearsed. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do like an Instagram live, you know, rock and roll Ooh. situation. I don't, I don't, yeah, it might be so good. loud that it totally like blows <laughs> out the phone speakers, but we'll see. I don't, you know, any port yeah. in the storm, shit.
2: Yeah, you gotta no. find find yeah. a way to do it somehow. you am sure you'll figure yeah. it out. Have you uh, been skateboarding at all through any of this?
3: Every fucking day. Oh yeah. I I I have to. I'll, I'll especially now that I'm like working. You know, everyone's so quarantined that like you can soci- socially isolate and skate. You just gotta be smart and you know and not dumb like skate in yeah. front of your house go find uh you know go find a sick curb that you want to skate or like a manual pad and just make sure that there aren't folks over there you know ripping it also
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it's not especially cuz everything's so open you guys touched on this uh on the first episode where it's just you two it's like everything is so open that it's you know it's tough to not want to just go skate everything but you got to be smart about it you got to make yeah. sure that you're not you're not exposing anyone or you're not getting exposed yourself. But, like, I've certainly, at the very least, at least spent, like, 45 minutes a day just in front of the house just, like, doing all my flat ground shit and, like, getting into stalls on curbs because otherwise I'll go insane. So, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's kind of what I do Dude, lucky today.
3: for – yeah. What
2: were you going to say, lucky?
3: Oh, yeah, lucky for – um. Sean and Matt from Therapy. They also live with Derek. He was in a um, straight-edge van called Drug Control. He was in uh, Frontside. side. little skate reference there. Um, but <laughs> at, uh, they call it the, the, the funeral home. Sean and Matt and Derek have a uh, have a mini ramp in their backyard.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I'm super, super jealous of them because I would kill to have a mini, back, mini ramp in my backyard right now.
2: Dude, same. I would love any sort of skate obstacle in my backyard.
3: And Dude, that was wanna, like, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I was going to say, if you want to see photos of that ramp, you can go read the article, Shooting the Shit with Singerlands uh yeah. on ShieldlessMag.com that Brian so generously uh, put together for us.
3: Oh, yeah. That was a good time, man. Thanks for letting me do that. That was fun.
2: No, Thank thanks you, for doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, photos
3: of that ramp look
2: freaking awesome.
3: Yeah, once once we're back on, I cannot wait to get all the punks together and get skating on that ramp because it would be Zeke and dogs on the grill, everyone's <laughs> crushing beers. We're, you know. Doing tiny, stupid, idiot like three and a half foot mini ramp tricks and just having a good time, and and, and that sounds really
2: really nice right now. Oh, right now that sounds amazing. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. that's, that's honestly like all I want to do right now.
2: What's yeah. your guys's like? St- like, what's your uh, thoughts on just skating alone in general? Is that something that you guys would do before this pandemic broke out, or? Um, 'Cause uh, I know a lot of people that will not skate by themselves.
3: They must not really like
2: skating then. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Ruben, how often do you go skate by yourself?
4: Uh now, hardly ever. Uh I would You think... must not
2: love skating then.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now I sound like an asshole.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. Well I just I just I I'm just for the sun for, like No, no, no. I mean, I used to, I used to have a lot of solo sessions, like just out front of my house or like, there was this one spot that I loved skating every day after school. Uh, It was right near University and 30th and North Park. And it was just like this little uh, manhole like, where there's the sewer drain, and it was, like, a flat gap, essentially, into the street, and, like, that was the spot I used to skate all the time by myself, and, like, I would love it. I would just practice, like, every trick I knew on it, and it was, and I had skate there for, like, an hour, hour and a half at a time before I had to, like, go back home for supper time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these days, like, I don't know. I feel like more often than not, I'm usually even if i'm just going to a skate park like i'll usually go with brian or i'll go with jeremy like we'll hit city heights or we'll go to dallas park like i mean you know i'll have like i'll you know skate flat ground out front of the house for a little bit like 15 to 20 minutes here and there but yeah more often than not like if i'm going in the streets like where i'm skating a park i hardly ever just pull up by myself it at, at least lately like within the past like six months to a year i'd say it's solely been with other homies. um which has well,
3: been especially because yeah. like you, you, oh yeah oh you got a big Go boy job you got a you got a busy schedule so like you're gonna obviously skating's also going to be social for you and that makes yeah. sense that's one of the best parts of skating
2: and yeah. you were filming a part which you can't really do by yourself
4: no <laughs> I mean, I could, but i i think it would yeah been. If all those clips that I filmed for fuck this video were on an iPhone and (laughs) just propped up, I don't think it would have the same effect.
2: It's all the expert part is iPhone (laughs) selfie cam. Some of it's vertical, some of it's horizontal. It's like all over the place. Gross. (laughs) Gross. <laughs>
4: yeah. I wouldn't want to disgrace uh Vinny's uh video and editing and my own <laughs> part by doing something so egregious. Um, his finesse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean it's that's that is the beauty of skating though. I mean you can obviously at any point in time you can just roll outside and wherever there's ground that's relatively smooth you can, you know, get your wiggles out, as Brian would say.
3: Um, yeah, that's uh, right. That's one of my
4: favorite phrases. Everyone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm curious, Brian. Have you? Has anybody? You know, there's been like a lot of like Instagram challenges going around, and like people floating around like new tricks to learn. Has anybody like prompted you or hit you up with a challenge to learn any new tricks in the meantime?
3: You know, no one has, and I'm I'm a little upset. Cause if 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 ever there was a time for my like wonky flat ground ass to shine,
1: <laughs> it's
3: during all this skate at home business, and nobody's tagging me and shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, dang! <laughs> so if you're, if you're but, listening to this, it's at not very punk rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. and you do your worst. Brian. I can't
3: skate, no, that's right, dude, 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 give me a, give only. me a worst suggestion, <laughs> Fakey only, <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
2: yeah, but the challenges aren't, aren't really like learning new tricks, are they, like, isn't it just like, take a trick and, and do that one, or, well, I, mean, I, I got, guess if somebody I mean, hits you with a trick that you can not do, yeah,
4: what'd would, would you get, Ruth? Vinny hit me, he, dude, he called me out and a bunch of other homies, he wants me to learn how to do mole plants, and I'm like, like, if when you ollie and you basically grab mute, and then your backhand, like, grabs over the obstacle, so you'll, like, like, if you were doing it over a rail, you would ollie, grab mute, and then put your backhand on the rail, and, like, land in a or, like, down a set, like, it's fun. Well, Vinny's the king of
2: that, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, he's got it every try, and I, like, and I, like, even jokingly, like, put it on my story, and I was just, like, riffing off, like, the Until Tomorrows, you know, that people have been playing yeah. around, which, like, yeah. definitely nobody, like nobody's hit me with that, and I'm definitely, like, miss me with that shit, because I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But but I saw that and was just, like, I saw that and was just, like, I put, like, Until Tomorrow and reposted uh, Vinny's uh, challenge and then was, like, I'm going to be honest, like, uh, I'm going to need a few days. I don't know how the fuck to do this trick. Like, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like, I don't uh, even know where you start with that. Like, (laughs) learning that kind of a trick, like, you could get really broke off trying to learn that trick. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. Then I'll really be quarantined for a long time, but I'll fucking (laughs) (laughs) – I could could potentially go beyond this – this quarantine period for covid and just be get hurt trying to learn it but also like could be worth it i said that to Vinny. i was like i might not be able to do it but it could be worth the bail so you know <laughs> that's well, that's true. True. <laughs> all
3: those all those uh those bail, like see a bail send a bail i'm like oof ouch yeah. i don't i'm i'm not i'm not a bail video watcher i i mean sometimes it's sick like the beginning of the new zero video that got me juiced but like when i watch bales it oh man it, it makes me want to puke. Oh, <laughs> dude, did you well, see it did, put did, the did, idea did, in your head? Yeah,
4: no doubt. Sorry, my <laughs> What's up, Rip? Nick. Did,
2: did you see yeah.
4: Gabber's Hall of Meat? Oh, that no. was fucked.
2: I purposely oh, did not watch it. I don't want oh, to see dude. it. Oh, dude.
4: Okay, yeah. <laughs> it is it is seriously, like, I, I just heard about how bad it was just from, like, what Vinny had told me and other homies, and, like, dude, did I. Did Vinny film didn't, it? yeah (laughs) he was there he yeah he he told me he told me after it happened that it was the worst thing he had ever seen skating ever the worst slam he'd ever witnessed and i was like all right that's all i need to know (laughs) i'm good i don't need to see it like i i hope that no one has to see the light of day for this footage but yeah um yeah man that it's like when someone's like oh
3: oh yeah Oh, it's like when someone's like, oh, oh, this smells really bad. You should, like, smell it. I'm like, no, you just told me it smells bad. I'm not going to smell it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's the perfect description for that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he's okay and <laughs> pro now.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we're, yes, that we're, we're glad you're okay, too. We love you, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Uh, I had another – oh, I I don't know if anybody else thinks about this, but, like, or maybe we talked about it, Brian, when you were up here, but, like, going skating right now, like, in the back of my mind, I'm, like, kind of afraid to try, like, something out of the norm because, like, if you do break a bone right now or something, like, you can't – like, going to the hospital is going to be the worst. Oh my God! That's true, dude. So yeah, I don't,
3: I I don't want to spend any time in any medical facility right now. So only truth I know. Knock on wood. (laughs) But like at
2: at the same time, I'm like I could push myself a little because if I like roll my ankle really bad, I don't have to work, so that's fine. But if I hurt myself really really (laughs) bad, then I'm like definitely gonna get the virus from sitting in a hospital. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know Does that cross no it's, anybody it's, else's a, it's mind? a real
3: it has crossed my mind too just like thinking about like w- whether or not you want to go for something that like you've kind of been trying like you're, you're in the learning phase of a trick where it's a little risky and uh-huh. depending on what the trick is if you really get broke off like it is it is not a good time to go get a yeah. cast
2: Certainly. Obviously I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not speaking on like flat ground tricks, but you know, if you go skate like yeah. even like a little staircase or like manual pad <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I, I would get broke off on a manual pad. I got pretty broke yeah, off on a curb the other day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i i saw the slam you posted where you went into like like str- you like chested the curb dude that was, that was gnarly <laughs>
2: <laughs> that could only have me i slipped out on a curb and landed back on my board and then body slammed <laughs> the, the curb like wwe stuff
3: yeah that was dude, that is also the word. Worst case scenario is when like you're coming down from transition and you maybe you got to push out or you lose it and you step back on your board and it's basically banana peel at that point like you're done. Like but, oh, that makes me so nervous.
2: <laughs> that's the worst kind of slam. That's like my biggest fear of like kicking out is that I'm gonna land back on my board. Rufus, isn't that what happened to you in your on your slam on that rail?
4: Oh, when I when I like failed and landed back <laughs> on my board.
2: Yeah, when you beamed yourself?
4: Oh, well, uh, that was, I mean, that was just part one of it. Yeah, so that was a oh. super, like, yeah. Oh, the no, first, you
2: stack the rail and then hit your face on the ground, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, that was so awful. I mean, that's, for anybody that's listening that ever wonders why I don't skate rails very often, that's, that's why. Um, <laughs> because I'm not very good at them, and, like, I really tried to go for it on that, and that, oh man, that slam must be at least nine or ten years old at this point. Um, yeah, because that's when I was filming for what day is it when we were filming the Animal Style video? And uh, yeah, I got so broke off. Like there were multiple, there were other tribes where I fell just as hard as that, where I would, you know, like gap to the end of the rail and land and just slam so fucking hard. And that was should have been enough to signal, oh, I should probably stop trying this. Like, it's not really working out. You know, maybe come back another time or, like, try a different trick, you know? But just everybody was there trying to hype it up, and I tried it again, and the last try was the one where I missed my board completely and sacked the end of the rail and it sprung me forward. It was like sacking a trampoline and then flying forward from it. Like, it, <laughs> if you can imagine. <laughs> oh no!
1: Yeah, it was, it was,
4: there was a lot of uh, centrifugal force happening there and it was fucked. <laughs> it was, it was so awful. Yeah, that, I don't think I've ever like let out a scream like that from any fall <laughs> I've ever had. Like, it, it,
1: it, the pain, the
4: pain of jumping, like, you know, twelve feet straight to your like gooch area, basically, and then just being struck. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, awful. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, that one is definitely one of the worst ones I've had. Would I mean, you? I've,
2: would, I, would you rather relive that slam or uh, try to heal flip El Toro again?
4: Oh, oh no! no.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean. Oh, damn it! Well, I'm not gonna answer that cause uh, I'm the heel foot anymore yeah <laughs> no um, honestly, I mean, well, uh, there are two different types of pain I mean the pain <laughs> that I ex- <laughs> you know it's uh there's two different types of pain. The pain I experienced when I jumped down el toro uh it was just really bad in my in my knees and my ankles and like my joints, so everything going down from that area. Was really sore and bruised for a month or so afterwards. Um, so I mean, getting over that is not so bad, I would suppose. I mean, I would, I would rather try to jump down something big and give it a shot and see how it goes than, than try that trick again and sack that hard. I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I would. That's, that's my take on it. <laughs> no, that's a good call. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh, and then you've got the fear in you after After oh, a big man. slam you get on You get on your board again and you're like so Can I even skate <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah 100% <laughs> Well that's like the hardest part About coming back from an injury is like Just like the mindset Of like am I going to get hurt Again on the same trick or whatever
1: Like if you Post-traumatic plant guys... disorder
2: <laughs> Yep Yep <laughs> Dude, if you guys that that's a great video name
3: actually. <laughs> Post traumatic slam disorder. That that is a great that or, is a great name for video or album or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll make a collective we'll, project out of it. Project. <laughs> that sounds like a full length slam video.
1: <laughs>
3: that's me. Just ninety. Carnage. <laughs> is easy. Be I'll better have better better a full part, part, Dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I filmed that thing in record time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: think it'll get narrated by Jacoby? Should we reach out and see if he's available? Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, I'll, that'll I'll be my going pro part, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put out like a pro band aid or something after that. <laughs> She'll just yeah, pro
3: ice pack. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That's uh, I like that, that. That's what I like. Of, what is it, uh, tired skateboards where they're like, mm-hmm. "We're old and mm-hmm. that's our thing." Like skating is hard, and we're old. Um, I really, I'm really down for that aesthetic because you know what? Sometimes it's really cool to watch peak performance. You know, street league ass flip in flip out wild people. But sometimes I get really juiced when I see someone. Do stuff that is like ostensibly not that cool, but you can tell they're working really hard, and you can tell they're stoked to land it. That's some of my favorite shit. I don't know. I I really I really back that vibe. I like it a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's. A, I mean, it's cool to. It's it's something different, you know, which is always refreshing.
3: Yeah. It like it makes you feel like you can you can do it. <laughs> you know, like,
1: it, it makes it makes
3: makes skating seem approachable because sometimes if you get caught in the rabbit hole of like watching really really awesome gnarly shit sometimes i don't know maybe this is just me but like and i also have like a weird neurotic streak of streak of like beating myself up over like a lot of most aspects of my life um and sometimes when you see someone just get excited about doing something kind of dumb you're like dude that's me me too I also did that stupid no comply (laughs) flippy floppy and I was juiced and no one was looking. And I. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a, um, that's uh, it's kind of a weird um, thing about skateboarding is like, you want to be like seen doing it. Like. I feel like yeah, that's a common trait amongst skateboarders because I'm not that good at skateboarding, right. but I always want to like film myself like do a trick and like set my phone down or whatever. And I don't know why I do that, but right. it, I'm, it, it seems like other pe- other skaters have that in them too.
3: It, do you ever, and this is mostly for you, Nick, because Ruben, you don't count because you actually can skate. But um, do you ever, uh, do you ever, someone, someone filmed you? I was at Dallas, and my friend Paul, he filmed. I was hitting the sea ledge, and I did. Uh, it was like I, I, I'll, like front 50 around the sea, and then I 180ed out, and I, I felt like it was really stylish. I felt like even though it's a relatively simple trick, I, yeah. I felt I felt I felt good doing it. And then he was like, "Check it out!" And he showed me his phone, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is I am I you know hashtag style matters. Like I don't act, like miss me with that because this was clunky and awkward and low, very low. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had that happened to me with that exact trick. You know
3: uh, Yeah, it's like in your head uh, and the way it feels, you're like, dang, that felt good. I bet it looked good. And then you look and you're like, wow, never, never mind. That's definitely, definitely not. Definitely not.
2: That's my game. Also, when you said style matters, like, I don't care. My style does not matter. (laughs) It's
3: garbage. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i I totally I agree
2: i love filming yeah, myself, it is. but then i hate seeing it later but i still post it like what is wrong i don't understand like the mentality behind that but um i was the way skating never came to me naturally so it was like if i learned a trick i was like all right cool i got it like i don't need to like work on it or try to do it better i just the fact that i can do it, it is cool um
3: and and that's what separates us from the pros exactly a little bit of heel drag I'm going to take it I'm going to take this one home
2: yeah I'm like oh I can I can
3: hard flip it looks like a
2: front shove like pressure flip (laughs) but but, (laughs) that's
3: fine Just a a weirdly vertical front shove fuck it that's a hard flip
2: (laughs) exactly
3: dude (laughs) Yeah, I'll let it
4: ride absolutely. Uh Nick, you've been you've been focusing oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, what are you gonna say?
4: No, I was gonna say you've been uh putting in some work though, dude, especially with selfie videos recently. You've been like piecing together lines at Esplanade and like doing tricks you don't normally do. I saw that line, that was sick.
2: Yeah, well I mean, I've been feeling really good on my board lately and um So I've just been trying to go a little bit out of my comfort zone and skating more flat ground and stuff. And uh, my like I ideas of how tricks are done are starting to change. Like like how I'm popping and like like where I'm putting my weight on my grinds and stuff is like starting. I don't know. I've been skating for like. 14 years and it's only just clicking for me right now it makes no sense dude that
3: is also putting where you put your weight on grinds is everything because i've been i cannot crook for the life of me and i'm trying and i can like i can i can like I can get into it. We were talking about this. I can get into a stall, but the moment I got some movement, the moment I'm, I'm on something waxed, like it's full-blown banana peel. Like I just – I don't know how – I don't know where to put my weight to keep myself in it, and it's, it's so frustrating.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Same here. I, that, that trick is a struggle for me as well. But in my head, it to, like I totally get it, and it makes sense. But then when I go to a ledge and try it, or like, I just like can't do it. I don't know. So Reuben, how do you yeah. do that? <laughs> Reuben, you know how to skate. Go ahead and let us
3: enlighten us.
4: Uh, well, as much as I would love to give a trick tip. Uh, you know, via this phone call, which is probably going to be really hard to, like, comprehend and apply. Where exactly <laughs> do I put my foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I will say is what I think, honestly, man, what we should do, because, you know, I was just thinking today, like, I used to have a lot of, like, fun boxes and, like, ramps and stuff in my childhood home when I grew up, and there was all this stuff in the garage, and, like, dude, this would be a good time. I have a Home Depot card uh i want to go and grab materials to just build a butter bench at home i feel like there's no better time to do Ooh. that than now like like if uh, like if all if all we're going to be conditioned to is just skating in our driveways or like skating outside in out front of the house like what better way to just like go to a place that you can go grab those materials build it within like an hour and just Coat that bad boy a little bit, and then you have a new you have a new thing to skate out front of your spot. Like that could be mm-hmm. that could be something. And uh, or like know, flat
2: yeah. bar or something too.
4: Yeah, exactly. And then that way we'll all get on a conference call. You know, we'll Facetime and we'll just teach each other how to do tricks remotely. It'll be great.
3: <laughs> That's perfect. We're <laughs> on a Zoom call, holding a laptop, trying to crook and be like, "Did you see where I put my foot?" <laughs> <laughs> I got an iPad, dude. <laughs>
2: I'll hold, hold that. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. Brian, you can teach us uh, front no comply front big heels. Ruben can teach yeah. us. Yep. I'll watch and learn. It'll be great.
3: Dude, it's all about your toe, dude. You gotta point you gotta you gotta act like you're rolling your own ankle. <laughs> which is really scary, but once you point That's your, like, when you do the, it is, no, it really is, but you do the no comply, and you've got your back foot, like, kind of crooked, and you point your toe down, like you're trying to stub your toe into the ground, and that gets the board to start that big heel rotation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But, it's a, it's like a it's like a mental block because you're you're not used to shoving your foot into the ground at that ankle because like your your brain is like don't do that you're gonna roll your ankle and you might. <laughs> Wait, did you say your front foot well, or your back foot? You're, you're, I'm sorry, your back foot. Your back foot. Uh, okay. Your front foot just gets just the fuck out of the way. All right, I'm gonna try
2: to learn this, and I'll send it to you.
3: Hell yeah! Hell oh, yeah! That'll, yeah, that'll that is that, that is that is the that's the trick that I do that is filmed the most by my homies because it is like the coolest looking trick and kind of it's essentially the only cool filmable trick I know how to do. <laughs> so I've got it uh, like I've got a, a clip from Dally, I've got a clip from that park up in Beaverton, I've got a clip of that like in my garage. I'm like, that's my yeah. thing. That's my. You also. That's my. If you all. Oh, okay, what's up? <laughs>
4: Oh, I was just gonna say. Well, you do that trick incredibly well. Like on command, no matter what. Huh. Yeah, it's like, Everybody's no matter got
2: How many years deep? I mean, you, sort do, of you got it down. That one trick.
3: Yeah, that's you, the you trick. Do you do have it, a good one. I roll up. I do that trick only. Pretend to answer an important phone call and leave. Everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, I bet that guy could really skate." <laughs>
2: Dang, I wish I could have seen more from him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That businessman has a really good no-comply big heel. And like, really unfortunate he had to take a conference call because I wanted to see more from him.
3: That was probably you who on the phone talking about his sponsorship. He's probably going to go. <laughs>
2: yeah. That guy is on a call with Hot Wheels right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Do you get – this is
3: similar vibes here. Um, Do you have a place where you skate better than any – like if I go to Dallas Park and I'm feeling good, I will rip that park apart and – it will look like I really know what I'm doing. But if you take me and put me in in Linda Vista, I look like a total jabroni. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck is going on. It's clearly my first time. And I'm like, y'all should see me at Dally. All right, I got to go. I got to take this call. (laughs) There's like something about like your home park where you know exactly how to rip it and everywhere else, like you're just not as good. At least that, that might just be me. No,
2: I think everybody, I don't know. Ruben, what would you say? Do you have that? spot or are you just good everywhere
4: no i mean i definitely i if i go to linda vista park specifically or just any park that's heavily populated i definitely get gun shy i mean i get like i i you know like it, it's just it's because it's hard you know you get stressed out and like one you're trying to roll in between all of these people that are like I'm going to learn laser flip, back, nose, blunt, fucking bleach shove out. And like, you know, like while that's super dope to like be.
3: (laughs) Film me, dad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Sorry, talking about Linda Vista specifically, dad, film this. Um.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, no, 100%, dude. And like for me, like that's just like a big put off. Like that's going to make me, A, like not want to have as much fun and B, just like, it, it's going to be hard for me to feel comfortable to just get in the zone and like you know feeling free to flow with all the tricks that I'm trying on that session and not have to think about it um, yeah it. I where do say, you feel
2: the most comfortable then
4: oh man I would say I mean I would say probably hmm I, I, everywhere the- fucking you're good okay, yeah. okay we get I'll, it but, oh, yeah <laughs> I hear, I it's fine
2: you, you don't have to be <laughs> humble Ruben well I don't <laughs>
3: Hey, it's <laughs> weird that we're like we're both gassing, we're like gassing him up and also like tearing him so down at the same him. time for what for for for, for being good it's like <laughs> hey, somebody,
1: somebody, somebody, Re- yeah.
3: the, the moral the moral of the story Nick is like fuck us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ruben's great. <laughs>
4: um, no, but I will but say, I mean, yeah.
2: I will say when I go to shockers Park in Ocean Beach like that's the park I grew up skating and I feel like if I have headphones and I'm skating around that park I feel like I am the fucking man and I'm killing it and I probably look like a goon but I'm like I don't know I got all my little lines there and like know how to piece tricks together on different rants and like that's where I feel the most comfortable for sure. Yeah.
3: It, Cause you clock, you clocked in the most hours. That's me. A Dallas. Oh, yeah. Like those are that, yeah, exactly. that's yeah. where yeah. I learned how to skate really. So I, mm-hmm. I just know how it all responds. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> a little, uh,
2: uh, mix it up here. Um, while we start to wrap it up, um, to bring it back to music a little bit, what what do you think the long-term effect, effects of these whole uh, quarantine and coronavirus thing is going to have on, like, the music industry and, like, independent musicians and artists um, specifically, uh, Brian? It
3: is, it is tough to say um, for a few reasons. One – those of us in the, you know, who are really clocking it in, like the, the the DIY music, those of us who are DIY music makers, we're kind of used to the odds being stacked against us. Um, that's just kind of the, the the mode of operations when it comes to trying to be a productive touring recording band that doesn't, you know, that doesn't have major label support. And so in one way, part of me feels like not a lot will change. However, um, a lot of it remains to be seen. It depends on, A, how quickly we can turn this around, and, B, what the world is going to look like once once we're on the other end of this. Because if, if we hit another, uh, like – which we very well might hit another pretty intense recession after all of this because oh, – yeah. um, not to be a downer, but I'm just I'm just thinking well, yeah, I'm just thinking economy. about how Fuck. the the economy <laughs> might take take a huge shit on all of us and if that's the case, you know, the the first thing the first thing to get deemed non-essential when push comes to shove and people need to eat um is arts. And mm-hmm. it is unfortunate because it is what makes life rich and for a lot of us what makes life worth living, but at the same time kinda of like I was touching on earlier, you gotta you gotta put your big boy pants on and and you know, take your hits and just go ahead and deal with the fact that you gotta cancel your tour. Go ahead and deal with the fact that you might not be able to find a label right now to put your next seven inch out because times are tough. So I, I feel like on one hand, there's going to be a definite impact on the ability for those of us to put on shows, book our own tours, release our own records that there kind of wasn't before because for a hot minute, things were things were pretty good. I can honestly say I've been doing a lot of res- like reflecting and, and this this virus happened kind of at the tail end of what was really a period of excess, um, a period of 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 a lot of growth and a lot of movement um that is very much uh you know it is a luxury to think about art because you don't have to think if you're if you're if you're able to really really think about art or really kind of put your uh put your resources towards its creation that means you're not thinking about where your next meal is going to come from mm-hmm. so it's 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 likely to take some kind of a hit i'm not sure what that hit's going to look like but mm-hmm. um conversely you know DIY music makers and art makers are also not in it for the money so we're always going to find a way to keep doing what we're doing and the people who both make the arts and also consume the arts and a lot of those are the same people but there are also you know there are a lot of people who are huge fans of like the you know the San Diego hardcore scene that aren't necessarily in bands they're also thirsty for it it's the things that make life enjoyable so on one hand I'm a little worried about what it's going to look like by way of ability to tour, ability to throw shows, ability to put out a record. But on the other hand, I know that on the other end of this, the next show that that we're going to play after after this chapter closes is going to be one of the most bonkers shows we've ever played because everyone is going to be so fucking ready to go get Bucket of Punk show. I I need it so bad. I need it so bad. And because of that, I mean, you know, if the economy is bad enough, the shows will be fucking free because it's not about the five bucks at the door. It's about the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's going to change, but it's not going to go away. That's for sure. So awesome. and I would, I, you know, we I, I'll say we and all beat up we would do it for free. We have done it for free, and we'll do it again because it's not about, you know, it's not about the the five bucks at the door. As as nice as that is, as its its own kind of, uh, you know, when you when you walk when you go home with money from the gig, it's everyone who went to that gig. It, it's a way for them to say thank you for doing this because we enjoyed it. So here's five bucks, but. Ultimately, just them being there in the moment, moshing, enjoying the music with you is like more of more of a thank you than the five bucks at the door. So if if it gets really, really bad, um, assuming we can all go out, I think the shows will still be happening. They they just might be different. It's not it's not mm-hmm. going to leave, but it's it's probably going to change. So and that's OK. And you know what? Let it be known a little. Uh, I don't know little PSA moment here if you do want to go to another punk show one day that means right now you should take this fucking seriously you know yeah I mean I don't know I've been doing a lot of Everybody I made a great. lot of mistakes you know yeah yeah I mean yeah. ma- I made I made a lot of mistakes early on because like when this was first happening I uh you know the uh, The mainstream media is, for the most part, bullshit, especially after that fucking fascist piece of shit Donald Trump got elected. I started I started tuning out from the mainstream media because um, because it is mostly, you know, a a, a crock of lies um, and, you know, fueled by corporate greed. So I kind of tuned out of a lot of the the political media and and the mainstream media that was kind of feeding me the news of the world because I was starting to come to terms with the fact that I was mostly being lied to. And because of that, I initially, and, and I'm sure a lot of other people are like this too. When this virus first started popping up, you know, again, on the mainstream media, on the news, I was, I wrote it off as like fear mongering. I was like, no, no, no. everyone fucking chill out. Like this is, this is dumb. This is like, right by election season of course like this has got to, this has got to be some bullshit but no it's real and it's serious and you know i made a lot of mistakes early on and and i took risks that i probably shouldn't have early on um mm-hmm. but again it's not it's not about it's not about what what gets you there it's, it's about the fact that you get there and and i'm taking it now like really seriously more than I did at first and I, and a lot of people are, are like me a lot of people were at first were like everyone chill out and and now a lot of us are really like no 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 like this is serious and we should take it seriously and it's like not it's okay to like admit that I feel okay admitting it and, it, it, and I think it's something to kind of keep in mind that like if you don't take this seriously right now that next show that you're so pining for that you really really want to go to at Tower Bar the the longer you don't take this seriously, the further out that show's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. yeah, and that even 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 that on its face is kind of a selfish reason to do that because honestly, you should be doing it to save people's fucking lives. More yeah. importantly, yeah. but mm-hmm. but yeah, so do it for your grandma, do it for your mom, and also do it for rock and roll. Fucking don't <laughs> don't fuck around. <laughs> Stay in if you can. Straight up. <laughs>
4: straight up that's straight that's the most there. punk thing i've ever heard dude do it for your
2: grandma <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> yeah
4: yeah absolutely um, so
2: how how can people um support their um local diy artists in these times right now and since they can't go see them live
3: buy their shit <laughs> <laughs> And that is only though I should say there's a caveat to that. Um, only if you have the the money and the resources to take care of yourselves and your family. 100%. If like, take for example, I'm 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 me and Ruben are super fortunate to be able like not only are working are we working from home, but we haven't even had our hours cut. So like I'm able to both provide for myself and in like m- my family, which is like. You know the all beat up guys, like we're all pulling together to help each other, and I'm able to still like I can go ahead and my favorite you know local restaurant, my favorite local bar. That's isn't it wild that bars are doing like go ahead and buy a cocktail and take it home?
4: I'm like, what is
3: happening? Um, yeah,
4: they <laughs> suspended that. In the meantime, it's it's
3: uh, it's insane.
1: Yeah, if you That's it is only crazy. if
3: you can. You know, spend your money yeah. local and that includes like, you know, all of all of our music is on bandcamp for Name Your Price. A lot of yeah. other local musicians have their have their music on Bandcamp for ma- Name Your Price. And if you can afford it and if you're also taken care of and your family's taking care of and you've got the kind of income to expend, go ahead and expend it in the places that matter to you. And if you are a consumer of DIY music or art, then now's the time to kinda help you know help that ball keep rolling by kind of putting your money where your mouth is um -hmm. but again only if you uh only if you have enough resources to take care of yourself and your family or even just you know you could message a van and be like hey you sell shirts at shows but you don't have a web store can i buy a shirt and they'll probably be super stoked and like you know and, and send you one and you can go ahead and paypal or demo them or even just listen to the music and and post about it i don't know just it's 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 also it's not just i hate putting these things in like capitalistic money making terms um because Mm -hmm. again like i said that's not what it's about you should just be you should just be engaged listen to their music and maybe post about it it. because i'm sure share it because there's a lot of people who a lot of artists and musicians who feel similarly um similarly bummed out about the lack of the ability to share their work with you know the the artistic or musical community that they participated in and if you share their stuff like on social media and you say hey i'm listening to this record by this local band y'all should check it out they're gonna it's gonna lift them up in this in this time and that is also honestly worth its weight in gold to just to, for some local artist or musician to realize that like what they're doing is not all for naught, and that it is resonating with other people, which is the idea is to like make art that resonates with yourself and others. And if you use social media to post about them, then they're going to feel heard and they're going to feel their art resonating with the community, which is the ideal. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to like kind of support your your local guys, you know, so, yeah. and gals and theys.
2: And where can people um, find your music and merchandise and get a hold of you if they wanted to contact you for anything um, to support you and your endeavors?
3: Um, if you want to support All Beat Up, you can go to our Instagram, at all underscore beat underscore up, and you can take a look. We just posted like a live, uh, the last uh, San Diego Fear of Noise Fest. Our whole set was filmed and we posted it as like an Instagram TV post. You can check that out if you wanna, you know. The the audio quality isn't the greatest, but like, you know, uh beggars can't be choosers right now, you know, soak up that uh Soak up that raw live punk rock. And um, <laughs> we're on Bandcamp um, and we're also on Spotify. If you listen to us on Spotify, I think we'll get like 1 25th of a penny, um, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you listen to us on, um, if you decide to buy in a, any of our music on Bandcamp, you get to name your price. And you can t- kind of just let us know with a couple bucks like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm glad you made this, and it's worth something to me. And that's a nice way to communicate that. Or even say you want to download it for free. I don't know, shoot me a message. Shoot us a message and say, hey, uh, I liked your last record, and I just told my friend about it. And it's not just me. It's, it's, it's any band you like. Even, you know, even big bands. I bet if you shot them a real honest instant message and said like, Hey, quarantine sucks. And you don't get to do that thing you love to do, which is play music in front of others, but I'm jamming your record right now. And I love it. I can guarantee from as bottom of the barrel as all beat up or as like top of the pyramid as I don't know, whoever, like they're going to appreciate that kind of thing. Um, And that's going to give us like the, that's going to give us the gumption. That's going to give us the drive to keep making in these weird times, you know? So yeah um instagram i'll beat up Bandcamp all i'll beat up spotify i'll beat up also tome my like silly dungeons and dragons uh wizard metal band um is on instagram at tome heavy metal and um uh tome us on Bandcamp. um if you go to the goal achiever instagram goal achiever underscore You can see all of the bands that I've recorded through Goal Achiever there. I've made posts about all of them. Visit their band camps. Listen to the records I helped make, you know, and listen to those records. And it's not just, you know, it's not just me. It it takes a good band to make a good record. So if you listen to a record that I made, um, A, I'm honored, but B, it's not just me. If those bands didn't write killer songs, the record wouldn't be any good. So talk to them, you know. Mm -hmm. Now is a good time, especially because everyone is – inside caught in their own head to really expand your kind of listening taste, expand your musical network. Cause so many people listen to the same five records over and over cause they know they like them. And there's nothing wrong with that. I do it too, but now's a good time to really chew on some new shit, chew on some stuff that might excite you in a new way and put you down a new path. And, and while normally it seems kind of weird, like reach out to those artists, if you can send them a couple bucks, if you can't just tell them like, Hey, I listened to your last record and I liked it a lot. And I bet that'll, that'll give them the kind of, uh, the kind of spiritual and emotional energy to carry on and keep making the stuff that we like to listen to.
2: Yeah. I'm sure a lot of artists, um, not just musicians, but artists or or creators in general are kind of questioning things right now as to whether they should keep doing it or not. So I, I, I hope that if people do like something that they let that person know to encourage them to keep doing it Um, because it might be tough right now, but um, it is essential still, you know, it's not an essential business, but it's like art is definitely (laughs) still important. And if we want to stay busy while inside, we need some sort of art or, or um, content. Uh, Ruben, do you have any last questions, words for Brian? Any for me, for anything,
4: No, I mean, for I America. We touched, <laughs> no, I think you touched on everything. But, yeah, I mean, just to kind of uh, comment off of, you know, everything that we're discussing. Yeah, I mean, it's so important, especially during this time, just to remind people that, you know, that they can inspire other individuals. And if there's anything Individual? to keep them productive and uh, creative during this time, then we definitely have to – to let people know that and um, help out in any way you can. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that reminder, Brian. And uh, we appreciate you joining this call with us, dude.
3: Yeah. Hey, would you mind if I gave some quick thank yous to some people? No, go really for it. To out out. On, a, on a note of gratitude? Because no, like it. I told you, uh, all beat up kind of found themselves houseless uh, right before this, um, right before COVID happened. And um I just wanted to thank Sean and Matt from Therapy and Derek, um, who I kinda talked about before. They opened up their house to me so that I could crash when I had nowhere to be. And also um I'd like to thank my lovely girlfriend Christine Lou, who I love very much and her whole family for uh, taking me in. Um she and they have been housing me for the past like 10 or so days while, um, before all beat up gets settled in our house. And, um, that's a really nice thing of them to do. So I'd like to thank them as well. And, uh, Calla Page and Lauren Perkins opened up their homes to, to D Rex, our bass player, when they didn't have somewhere to stay. And you Ruben and Abby opened up your space to, uh, Jeremy, our drummer, when all all of us, the whole All Beat Up family was separated and we all had really good people to lean on and help us during this really this really tough time. So I just wanted to thank all those people just for helping us out. And come Saturday, All Beat Up is gonna have somewhere to live also thanks to you, uh, Ruben and your brother Nate. And um that's just really special especially it would have been something to be really thankful for in normal times and in these times even more so. So just thanks to all those people and to you, bud. And
4: then anytime. Uh you know I got your back and it's all love and if there's anything we can do to help you in any way, I am so stoked to be able to do that for y'all because you all mean oh, a lot to us. And Kirsten and from Dark Horse. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, for keeping us caffeinated during <laughs> these times as well. I wouldn't be able to get through that's my workday right. if it wasn't for the many cold brews that we stocked up on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so thank you, Kirsten. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I think Kirsten also has the has B for a little bit too. But anyway, um, that's all. I appreciate you yeah. all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you talking to us. Um, I wanted to say if you want to know a little bit more about Brian and like his history with punk rock and skateboarding, we did do an interview with him, um, for the launch of the website back in July called dropping in with Brian Phillips. So I encourage you to go back to shield and give that a read because it really is a good read and, um, and, uh, learn a little bit more about Brian. Uh, and then, uh, Reuben and and Brian also made a physical zine for a punk uh, DIY music festival in San Diego called Fear of Noise um, last fall. And uh, we have those zines available in packs with stickers and a koozie available on cellardoor.com. And you can find the link to that through our merch tab on shieldlessnag.com. So check those out. Um, And yeah. Uh, support your local artists, support your local musicians, um, if you if you can, uh, and if you can't financially, just share the things you like sure. with your friends and get the word out there, but um, yeah, so uh, Brian, I want to take us out with an all beat up song, um, which one sh- should we put
4: right here?
3: Um, I'll send it to you. It's a little uh, sneak peek of what we have yet to release. Um, when we're done here, I'll, I'll send you the raws of what we just recorded, and you can kind of use that as the singer on our way out. Does it have a name? It's called The Shattering Man.
2: Hell oh, yeah. Shattering Man All beat yeah. up. All right. Much love, dude. Thanks again, guys. Hell yeah. All right. See
1: ya. <laughs>
0: If you enjoy the song that's playing right now, it's by All Beat Up, and I will also put a link to their band camp. And if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it on Instagram. Tag at ShieldlessMag. Check out ShieldlessMag.com for more episodes. Um, if you want to find Brian, I will tag all his endeavors in the description. So thank you for listening and tune in to the next episode. Stay safe out there.